This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hi, everybody. Today's talk is called How Committed Are You? And the question there is really, are these ideas and uh, the concept of change, is that really sticking? Are you taking any action toward making these things more permanent, more deep, uh, more real for you? So commitment in general to an idea or to change is very, very difficult. You know, we could be talking about trying to expand our mind and live in a different way. We could be talking about losing weight. We could be talking about um, lots of different things. But to make change and to make it uh, stay and to make it deep, uh, we need to be committed to that change on some level. So I'm kind of checking in on this uh, podcast to see what your level of commitment is and to remind you of the commitment that's necessary for things like this to actually stick. So today's talk, how committed are you? I'm going to be asking for some feedback. If you guys want to write in, please go to backtobreath.com. There's a comment section. You can email me. Uh, There's a link to the right where you can email me, and uh, there's other stuff there. Please check it out, backtobreath.com. So how committed are you? That's today's talk. Let's get started. It is very common for people to try to find spirituality or try to make change when they are in pain. I see people sit when they're sad or decide that they want to learn about meditation when they're frustrated and busy uh, all the time, and then it actually starts to work. They feel more comfortable, or let's say it doesn't even work itself, but their situation changes, and they start waking up, and they're in a good mood. They feel connected. They feel spiritual. Things are good. Things have opened up, and then they don't sit as much. They won't go back to uh, the practice of it, and they won't uh, do anything, and before long, their life becomes unmanageable again, and so what I'm trying to point out there is that that is one very, very common and many, many people are doing that all the time. And we um, we come back to it, and we lose it, and we come back to it, and we lose it. And that is absolutely part of the path. <clears throat> but is it deeper and a little bit more meaningful if we can stay? One of the most important things that I want to convey in this talk is that this stuff isn't there as a parachute. It's not there to use when we're in a bad situation. It's there to use all the time. It's really a different way of being. And so even when things are good, to learn to stay connected and to learn to stay committed to something like meditation or like uh, just trying to wake up from time to time throughout the day or to ideas. Um, We're going to talk in a little bit about ways that we can stay connected, but it's really important that we have a big idea outside of everything that we are committed to this, that we are really going to stay committed. This stuff is very, very hard, but we don't want to get caught in some type of a loop that's, you know, sitting there. I get sad, I come back to this, and then things go better, so I abandon it. And then I get sad again, and I come back to this, but that feels like starting over because I haven't really gotten anywhere, and my change isn't permanent. So how do we get out of that loop? One way is to actually you know, dedicate ourselves and stay committed in some way. So I want to talk about what commitment is and is not and things that we can use to help us stay committed and stay awake during all those times. Because if you think about it, becoming happy or or in some way, um, you know, fine actually 
can be a detriment because we can drop something that's really important and that we're going to need when it's bad again, which is, you know, skills or practice or a state of mind that we want to hold on to. So, um, well, there's that. Are you able to practice stillness when things are good too? Can you, in quotes, sacrifice to stay awake seemingly at all times? This is not a major downer. This is not like, hey, this sucks. This is just the idea of commitment and staying with an idea uh, through time. And how do we stay committed? You know, a lot of the ways that we can do this are through, I, I did a talk before on anchors and just getting used to using anchors and reminders through our day to whatever our situation, whether we're feeling in a good situation or a bad situation, we can stay and come back by using anchors in the beginning until it's more natural to do so on our own. You know, I use doorways as an example. Every doorway we go through or every one that it occurs to us, we can come back to our breath and make that a practice. Uh, that is really, really useful stuff. And it may seem philosophically stupid, like I should just understand this and it should be easy after that. But in practice, it doesn't seem to be that way. And I'm not saying that it's not that way. We're gonna talk about the light switch that I'd like to turn on for people and the ahas for everyone that is a little bit more philosophically sound. But practically, holding on to anchors and reminders is very, very important. And another thing is to surround yourself with books and other ideas. I have some recommended books on my site. Um, pick other ones. It doesn't matter. Just surround yourself with these ideas and come back to them uh, on a regular basis if you can. That can be really helpful to stay committed. And the other thing is practice. You know. Um, are you going to commit to practice and watch yourself do it? And are you going to say, I'm going to try and do this every day for a couple minutes or, or longer, and I'm going to try and sit and meditate or do something that's going to bring me back to center, and I'm going to, I'm going to try and do that. And again, if it's weight loss or a different argument, are you going to do something every day toward that goal? And committing on a regular basis to coming back to that is really important. So those are some sort of tools or ideas that we can use to stay committed. But what is commitment itself? What is that idea that's underneath? What's the thing that's underneath commitment? Um, that's the next idea that I want to try and get to. I would suggest that nothing should really be a struggle in this world for us, right? And yet I'm sitting here doing a whole talk on struggling with commitment. But how can we find, you know, let's go back just for secondarily to weight loss as an idea. We shouldn't be struggling to stay in some concept of fit you know if it's easier to eat and, and and let ourselves go in that way then we should do that you know it's kind of like path of least resistance but if we see we want to make change how can we make change and how can we make that easy how can we stay committed to something without fighting it because if we're fighting we're really not committed if we're committed to something then it's easy then no no that's not what i'm about or no, no, it's really important that I sit today, or no, no, that's, uh, this is just what I do because I'm committed to that. So how do, we, how do we plant that and really make it there? And really, a lot of this is finding and staying in touch with what is your reason to stay committed? You know, what happened to you that made you want to have this change? Making that idea a point to hold on to is something that is really useful in staying committed to an idea or to change. So if you've had a horrifying experience or some trauma and you've wanted to wake up from that, if you've seen that your mind is busy and you don't like that, 
on a fundamental level, on, on a deep level that bothers you, then hold on to that because that's your reason. That's your thing that's going to stay, you know, keep you committed. And again, I'm, I'm implying that there's some work in holding on to that, but we're going to get to light switches in a second. I think if we can stay with the pain of something, and this sounds a little weird too, but hold on to the pain of something, you can use that in the future to stay committed to an idea and help growth. So what's your reason? Why are you doing this? Why are you listening? Is this just interesting sort of fodder that, that you listen to every once and again? Or is this something that you want to make a change uh, you know, to? Is this something that you want to work for? Um, those are good questions. Have these talks inspired you to change? Do you meditate now? Do you make any effort other than listening in? Because if these are just talks that sort of, uh, you know, are interesting to you on a mental level, then you're probably not really working toward anything deeper. Then this is probably not going to make any uh, massive change for you. So just something to consider. And please let me know because I'm looking for the light switch. And, you know, we'll finally get to that. I'm looking for what actually changes people. I'm looking for the aha situation for people. And people tell me all the time that, that you can't do that for someone else. You can't wake someone else up. And I completely disagree. Obviously, that person is completely involved, and they're the thing that has to wake up, and that's fine. But there is learning. There is the idea of change for people, and you can point. Uh, there's nothing to hand to anybody else, but you can point at it. And the more we point and the more we talk, uh, the more we're not talking about war and the more we're not talking about other things that are, uh, that are not it. So if there is learning, and if you've ever had an argument with someone and gotten them to understand your point of view, there is the idea of an aha. So if there is that idea of, oh, there's a new connection, there's a new association in the brain, there's a new understanding, if that exists, then being able to bring that to other people once is really helpful. Being able to do it again and again is really helpful because you make new grooves, you make new behaviors, you make new ideas. And that's change, and that's something that we're working toward. So I believe very deeply in, um, in light switches and being able to make new connections in the brain and make change. So um, that's something I find very interesting. Please write in to backtobreath.com and let me know your thoughts about that. Let me know on what level these talks are helping you, uh, if at all. You know, are they interesting? Are they boring? Are they any, you know... Help me to find a way to, uh, to find more light switches for people. That would be great. So we've said a lot of things today, and I want to highlight one of the biggest points, and that's that being committed to something makes it easy. The path of least resistance when you're committed is the idea of what you want to stay committed to. It's, it's just simple. And I mentioned weight loss before for people, and I want to make a clarifying point that being awake to your pain is something that makes commitment easy too. It makes the right path or the, um, the path of least resistance the thing that you want to do. If we're not aware of our pain in full, uh, things like eating inappropriately become unclear and we don't really know what to do. But if we're awake to the entire experience of eating, let's say uh, we eat lots of sweets and we just associate that eating with the pleasure of the eating, but we disconnect from the guilt and the uh, sad feelings after and the, uh, you know, 
blemishes on our skin or the whatever happens, you know, badly from eating, getting overweight and all that stuff. If we disconnect from those ideas and just keep associating the pleasure of the sweets, then we never really stay connected to the whole situation and we never really become awake to our pain. So being awake in general is the most important thing and keeping an aware mind on are we committed in this moment to anything? What are we doing? You know, are we awake? That's a really important thing. So finding a way to stay committed makes all our change really easy. It doesn't make it a struggle. It's a struggle when we're not committed. So how committed are you? It's a good question. Ways to become committed are using tools of things like anchors and all that we talked about. But most importantly, finding the thing underneath and being aware of why you're committed to something is really, really useful. So that's the talk for today. Thank you so much for listening in. I really appreciate it. Again, check out backtobreath.com and get involved. Let me know what's going on. Shoot me an email. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to you about lots of stuff. So uh, this is Rob Scott. You're listening to Fundamental Shift. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Bye-bye. Let me turn it up.